Hello and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Your mind is the greatest gift God has given you. That's why today we continue with a series called Rethinking Your Life. In these lessons, Rick shares nine biblical pillars we need to reshape our minds so that we can become more like Jesus Christ. But first, if you're ready to live the abundant life Jesus promises, then you'll be excited to know that Pastor Rick created a brand new Bible study called Rethinking Your Life. This study will guide you into a deeper relationship with God, allowing you to see your life through His eyes, apply His wisdom, and step into a life of purpose and joy. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by just texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part two of a message called Learning to Think Like Jesus. See, Jesus was never manipulated by crowds or by the approval or the disapproval of anybody else. He, he lived for an audience of one. And when you have the mind of Christ, that's what you do. You live for an audience of one. You go, I, well, look at this verse, John 5, verse 30. Jesus said, I only try to please the one who sent me. Wouldn't that simplify life? If The reason why you're stressed out is you're trying to please everybody. And, and, and about the time you get crowd A, please, crowd B, gets, crowd B gets ticked off at you. Jesus said, I only try to please the one who sent me. That simplifies life. If God likes what I'm doing, I'm doing the right thing. Now, obviously, Jesus did a good job because in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, God says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. I love him and I'm well pleased with him. So obviously, Jesus was doing it right. Now, let me give you a little secret. And you already know this, but I want to just remind you. The truth is, you can't please everybody. Even God can't please everybody. Right now, somebody's praying for it to be sunny. Somebody's praying for it to rain. Somebody wants snow. Somebody doesn't want snow. Somebody wants their team to win. And on the other side of the ball field, the other team wants their side to win. Even They're both praying to God. Say, God, make my team win. <laughs> you can't please everybody. You know, I'm, I, as a pastor, I'm acutely aware of the fact that I am always, every second of my life, disappointing somebody. Why? Because you can't please everybody. Now, Jesus said it in Luke chapter 16, verse 13. He says this, no one can serve two masters. You'll either hate the one, love the So you gotta decide who you're gonna live for. You're gonna live for God's approval or other people's approval. You're gonna live for what other people think or what God thinks. When you have the mind of Christ, listen, you will be so secure in your identity and in your purpose and in God's presence in your life, you won't need to look to other people for validation. When you're always looking for validation from other people, it means you don't really realize who you are, what God made you to do, and that he's always with you. Jesus never let approval, never let fear of rejection control him. You know, he said, I'm not out to win a popularity contest. In fact, at one point in the Bible, John chapter eight, I think it's verse 18, Jesus said he didn't need or he didn't depend on other people's opinions to validate himself. He goes, I don't need it to validate me. So let me ask you a very personal question. Whose approval are you depending on for your happiness? Whose approval are, are you depending on? Well, you know, I'd be happy if. 
The truth is nobody can pressure you without your permission. And so the fifth thing, I don't worry about pleasing others, is the result of learning to have the mind of Christ. Now let me give you the sixth mark of learning to think like Jesus, having the mind of Christ. This is a big one. I depend on God's power instead of my own. When I have the mind of Christ, I depend on God's power instead of my own. I don't know if you realize all the verses I'm sharing today are direct quotes of Jesus Christ. These are powerful words coming from our Savior himself. Not about Christ, but they're actually the quotes of Jesus himself. And in John chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus says this. I assure you that the Son can do nothing by himself. Jesus said, I can't do anything on my own. He said he can only do what he sees his father doing. Now, if Jesus Christ was that dependent on God the Father's power, aren't you and I? He said, I I don't do anything of myself. I don't do anything on my own power, of my own volition, of my own will, of my own initiative. I do what God wants me to do, and I just wait for the Father to tell me. So how do you know? How do you know if you're trying to do everything on your own human power alone? Well, it's real simple. You're tired all the time. And the reason you're tired all the time is because you're trying to do everything on your own power instead of doing it on God's power. Human energy runs out. Human power runs out. We'll look at this again. Every one of these, I'm just giving you a quick overview because we're going to do an in-depth, detailed study of each of these aspects of the mind of Christ. Let me give you the seventh. The seventh mark of having the mind of Christ is this. I forgive my enemies and those who hurt me. If you're going to to learn to think like Jesus, you're going to have to learn to forgive your enemies and the people who've hurt you, those who've hurt you. This is a hallmark of Jesus Christ. It makes him different from every other leader and religious leader or otherwise in history. I mean, you know this, even on the cross, Jesus prayed in Luke chapter 23, verse 34. He says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He's hanging on the cross. He's in agony and pain. Blood is draining out of of the life out of him. And while he's standing there, the very people who nailed him to the cross, he says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. That's the mind of Christ. That's what it means to think like Jesus. To be willing to forgive the people who've hurt you. Who has hurt you the most in life? Who are you holding a grudge against? Who are you, you know, keeping back and you won't let them go? You're holding on to the pain. When you hold on to hurt, who are you hurting? You're only hurting yourself. You need to forgive that person, not because they deserve it, because they don't and neither do you, but you've been forgiven by God. You forgive that person because you don't want to hold on to the pain. You don't want to hold on to the hurt. You don't want to hold on to the resentment. Being unforgiving is like taking poison in your own life and drinking it, hoping it kills them. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. But here's the thing. He never stops with just forgiveness. He goes even further. He pushes it to the limit. He he, he gives a radical statement and he says, not only have to forgive the people who've hurt you, if you're gonna learn to think like me. He said, you gotta learn to return good for evil. Look at this next verse. Matthew chapter five, verse 44. Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, 
and pray for those which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now, I want you to circle the verbs in that. Okay, look at that. Circle love. I have to love my enemies. He says bless, circle bless. I gotta bless those who, who don't bless me, but they curse me. I've gotta do good to those who hate me. And I've gotta pray for those who despitefully use me or, or persecute me. That's what it means to have the mind of Christ. You say, well, why would I do that? Because the mind of Christ, thinking like Jesus, is the most healthy way to live. It's the most healing way to live. It's the most happy way to live. It's the most whole and holistic way to live, to have the mind of Christ. If you don't have the mind of Christ, you're gonna have the mind of the devil. You're gonna have the mind of the world. What's that gonna do for you? Leave you in pain. All right, let's move to the next one. Number eight, how do I, what does it look like to have the mind of Christ? Well, when I have the mind of Christ, when I learn to think, think like Jesus, number eight, I'm willing to sacrifice for others. I'm willing to sacrifice for others. A lot of people sacrifice for themselves, but if you're gonna be like Christ, you must be willing to sacrifice for the benefit of others. In John 10, verses 14 and 15, Jesus says this, I am the good shepherd, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I'm the good shepherd, and I lay down my life for the sheep. That phrase, lay down my life, means I give up my life. I sacrifice myself for the benefit of other people. That's what it means to think like Jesus. In fact, he says many other times in scripture that he came to serve, he came to sacrifice, he came to give. In Mark 10, 45, the next verse, he says this, I came here not to be served, not to be served, but to serve others and to give my life as a ransom for many. Now, that verse right there, friends, summarizes the heart of Christianity. I want you to circle two verbs, to serve and to give. Following Jesus is all about learning to serve others and to give our lives away for the benefit of other people. Jesus once said, it is only in giving your life away that you'll ever really know what it means to, to fully live. He said, well, I know Jesus sacrificed because he's the son of God. He's the savior of the world. I'm not the savior of the world. I shouldn't have to lay down my life for other people. You know, it doesn't matter. Because if you're gonna to learn to think like Jesus, you're gonna to have to learn to sacrifice too. And if you're gonna be like Jesus, he's gonna take you through everything he went through. You probably know the most famous verse in the Bible. It's John 3.16. John 3.16, everybody could probably quote it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Very famous verse. God so loved the world that he gave. You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. God says loving and giving go together. Now, you know John 3.16. Do you know 1 John 3.16? That's another little book toward the end of the New Testament written by the same guy, John, the apostle, who was the author of John, the book of John, he also wrote three little letters, first, second, and third, John. Now you know John 3.16, God so loved the world, but you know first John 3.16, it talks about our responsibility. And he says there, this is how we know what love is, real love. This is how we know that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us 
Remember, I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life. Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for each other. Whoa. That's a whole new understanding of what it means to follow Christ. That's a whole new understanding of what it means to be a believer. What, a whole new understanding of what it means to be a part of a church family. It says we ought to lay down our lives for each other. That's what it means to have the mind of Christ. That's what it means to think like Jesus. That just as God so loved the world that he gave, we ought to lay down our lives for each other. All right? Let me give you a couple more. The ninth characteristic of learning to think like Jesus is this. I want to do God's will, not mine. When I think like Christ, when I have the mind of Christ, then I want to be like Christ. And what was Christ like? He wanted to do God's will, not his own. And all through scripture, Jesus says this over and over again. Let me show you a couple verses. In John 6, verse 38, he says this. I came to do what God wants me to do, not to do what I want to do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you realize what a radical counterculture statement that is? I mean, Almost no one says this today. Uh, I, I came, I, I'm alive to do what God wants me to do, not what I want to do. No, no, we all want to say, I want to do what I want to do. I want to do it when I want to do it, and I want to do it where I want to do it, and I want to do it with whomever I want to do it with. And it's a very self-centered. It, today, it's all about me. I want to do what I want to do. Not many people are saying, I came to give my life away I, I came to do for others. I came to serve and to give. Instead, we're saying, I gotta do what's best for me. Look at this verse. John chapter 14, verse 31, Jesus says, I want the world to know that I love the Father. Now, let me just stop right there. Do you want the world to know that you love God? I mean, really. Do you want the world to know that you love God? Jesus says, I want the world to know that I love the Father. That is why, here's the reason, that is why I do everything exactly as the Father tells me to do. He says, I, I, I obey God precisely. I obey God exactly what the Father asked me to do. I do exactly what he says to do because I love him. Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. Obedience is an evidence of love. I do everything exactly as the Father tells me to do. Why? Because I love the Father. Now, it's easy to do what God tells you to do when it's easy. And it's easy to do what God tells you to do when it's fun, when it's pleasurable. But what about those times when God asks you to do something that might be painful? Might be painful. Well, that's included too. The Bible says that God did not spare his own son from pain. He let Jesus go to the cross. And if God didn't spare his own son from pain, why should he spare me or you? Why should I even assume that God would spare us from pain? It's part of the plan. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. And if you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, do you ever feel like the abundant life Jesus promises seems just out of reach? 
Well, you're not alone. Many people feel that way. That's why Pastor Rick created a brand new Bible study called Rethinking Your Life. It's a groundbreaking experience that will challenge, inspire, and guide you to a deeper understanding of your purpose and faith by helping you transform the way you think. As you study along with Pastor Rick, you'll learn how to think like Jesus so you can overcome temptation, conquer discouragement, and understand the purpose behind pain. With 143 full-color pages and a soft-touch vegan leather cover, this study is a journey into a deeper relationship with God. Let His Word transform your mind, allowing you to see your life through His eyes, apply His wisdom, and step into a life of purpose and joy. If you're ready to embark on a journey that will transform your life, then request your copy of Rethinking Your Life today when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the life-changing Word of God to people at home and all around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. That's PastorRick.com. Or you can text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. So many of you support Daily Hope through your prayers and through your financial support, and I want to bless you with this letter from Rose to let you know what your prayers and your gifts are doing. Rose wrote, Daily Hope has been a tremendous blessing to me. I've been a Christian for 10 years, but I didn't feel like I was growing spiritually. Reading the Bible was difficult, and I didn't get what I was reading. But through your Daily Hope messages and the devotionals, I've experienced the Word like never before. This year, I'm joining a small group for the first time, and every time I listen to Daily Hope, I feel like I'm in the room with some friends listening to you. Your messages are relevant and funny and engaging, and I'm now reading Purpose Driven Life. And I pray for God to reveal his purpose for me. Signed, Rose. Rose, thank you so much for writing. I love getting letters, and you've encouraged me. You know, I started Daily Hope to help people just like you, to help you grow closer to God. So I'm praying for you, and I'm going to ask you to pray for me and continue supporting this ministry. And join me next time as we continue to look into God's Word for our Daily Hope. If you'd like to bless Pastor Rick by letting him know how much this broadcast has helped you, please send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.